0: Every Who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot, but the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not.
1: Hello, everybody out there. Welcome back to the Black Case Diaries. Yay! Yay. Woohoo! (laughs) Uh, Jingle all the way. That's right. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Adam, and I'm here with...
2: Marcy. Marcy
3: and robin
1: what's up Uh, welcome welcome uh this week we're continuing some christmas stuff hooray
3: yeah we're the we're the christmas case diaries exactly
1: for the Uh, month month. of december which uh, you know you get it it's christmas time (laughs) that's right so we're gonna talk about the anti-christmas movie uh basically the how the grinch stole christmas yeah Yeah. it's not an anti-christmas movie it's You get it. You know what I was going for.
3: Right. (laughs) So I guess back in the 1960s, people were really concerned with commercialism. Oh, yeah. I guess it was a problem that they were worried about back then. And uh, because Charlie Brown Christmas came out in 1965, and that movie really, that special really focused on commercialism. And then How the Grinch Still Christmas special came out in 1966, which, again, Focused on the commercialism of Christmas. <laughs> so, <laughs> especially with the Grinch, because the story itself stemmed from the book, and that was what Dr. Seuss's intention was. He wanted to write a story that really focused on the fact that Christmas isn't supposed to be about commercialism.
1: Right. Thinking that you can just steal it by stealing all of the the toys and junk and all the lights and... Things that we associate with Christmas now, mm-hmm. when really Christmas has nothing, right. really to do with all that. Christmas, yeah. Christmas is within our grasp <laughs> as long as we have hands to clasp. Um, <laughs> so that's that's what it's all about.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so today, I guess we thought we'd talk about the original special, Hooray. "How the Grinch Stole Christmas."
1: Yes, the original. Theodore Seuss Geisel, a.k.a. the beloved Dr. Seuss, first used the word Grinch to describe a bird in 1953 book, Scrambled Eggs Super. N- never heard of that book. Oh, it's pretty one? good. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, you'd think it would be like super scrambled eggs, but yeah, whatever.
3: Or scrambled eggs supper. Oh. Uh. No, no, no. I think
1: it's super. Oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait.
3: But you would think it's supper. Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. Huh. <laughs> That's Dr. Seuss for you, I suppose. Uh, the bird was called Beagle-Beaked Bald-Headed Grinch, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty great. Sounds like Finch. You get it? You got it. Uh. <laughs> in 1955, he published a short 32-line illustrated poem in Redbook, which was a woman's magazine at the time. The poem was entitled The Who <laughs> bub and the Grinch. I love these names, they're so funny. Although the poem does not contain the same Grinch that we know and love, it brings about the same issue of commercialism. In the poem, the Grinch was able to sell the hubub, a simple green string by making it sound like it is needed, and thus goes on to say that the Grinch every day is able to sell the hoobub, the hubub's similar items.
3: Right, he's able to just sell him this string. Yes, by making him think he needs it.
1: Right, it's it reminds me of the um, the Thneed. Yeah. From Mm -hmm. the Lorax.
3: Right. It's it's then he's just able to pick up all of these random items that he did not need at all and convince him. Oh no, no, but you must, you must need that. Mm -hmm. You must need this. All about it's all about marketing.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. And finally, Seuss used Grinch in his hit. Christmas book, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which was released in 1957. Yeah. Everybody knows that one.
2: So many believe that the Grinch was Dr. Seuss's alter ego, even Seuss himself. There were many reasons for this. For example, in a 1957 interview with Redbook, he stated, I was brushing my teeth on the morning of the 26th of last December when I noticed a very Grinchish countenance in the mirror. It was Seuss, so I wrote about my sour friend, the Grinch, to see if I could rediscover something about Christmas that obviously I'd lost. And so in order to add to this, he was also 53 when he released this book, which was the same age as the Grinch. And he was also quirky and disliked large crowds, which, I mean, come on, who, who likes large crowds? Not me. <laughs> yeah. I definitely do not. Mm-hmm. And then finally, in order to show his favor to this character, he had made so many different characters, but this character, he had a Grinch vanity license plate.
1: Wow, that's pretty great.
3: Yeah. I mean... I'd say that he's, this is probably one of, at least one of his most iconic characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't even, the cat in the hat is probably number one. Mm -hmm. Maybe.
1: If the Grinch isn't number one, then he's definitely number two, only under the cat in the Mm -hmm. hat.
3: I guess it would make sense to start talking about the making of the actual animated special. Sure. Yeah. Right. There isn't much to say about the book. You know, it's pretty short.
1: Everybody kind of knows the plot of it, so it's. Yeah, it's
3: exactly like, the special is the book.
1: Yeah. Yeah. the the illustrations are about as close as you can get
3: Mm -hmm. so the director of the special was chuck jones someone we've never heard of a total unknown (laughs)
1: yeah oh man A nobody who
2: the heck is this guy you know
3: chuck jones is famous he's a famous animator filmmaker and cartoonist author artist and screenwriter that's a lot of stuff to be
2: He's a jack of all trades. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Most well known for his work in Looney Tunes, Mary Melodies, and Tom and Jerry. He and Seuss knew each other due to working together during World War II on the animated propaganda called Private Snafu. Something about Dr. (laughs) Seuss that some people don't know, is that before he did all these books and was this beloved children's author, he was a political cartoonist. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, a lot of those politics and things kind of translated into his works. And so there are a lot of Dr. Seuss books that have the very strong messages behind them mm-hmm. if people don't really pay attention, maybe. But generally you could tell. The sneak, you know.
1: Right. Somebody, somebody of our age would read the books and get it yeah. the first time, right? But then... At least there are some wacky words in there. Yeah. And um, the the art is very whimsical. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a very unique style. Yeah. Everything seems very furry. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and like... Right. I don't know, wavy and
3: Yeah. Bent. I mean, the Lorax, that's yeah. a great example. It's a great way to teach kids about deforestation and the environment and you know how our greed is destroying the earth that's essentially what the Lorax is about Mm -hmm. ha 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 fun times (laughs) yeah
1: but look at the cute little orange guy with the big mustache it's so cute exactly
3: with the
2: trees that have the wavy right the truffula trees
3: (laughs) Seuss was a writer and jones was an animator for private snafu jones was the one to convince Seuss, and who convinced Seuss to make an animated short for his How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Which makes sense. He was really reluctant. Dr. Seuss was really reluctant to make his stuff into movies. Mm -hmm. He fought off studios for years that wanted to make his stuff into movies.
0: Yep.
3: Yeah. During production, however, Phil Roman, one of the animators, said that Seuss was only there three or four times, but that he had been there for the storyboard beforehand.
1: Aha. Yeah. I feel like that would be the most important point really yeah especially coming from a book a Mm -hmm. a picture book like that yeah you'd want to be there to get the style in the casing kind of down
3: yeah i think being a creator i think it'd be really hard to watch someone take your creation and change it oh yeah Yeah. so i imagine he might have just wanted to be there for that part but then was like you know you guys you we got it (laughs) yeah we wrote it down now you can go do it. I mean that's I mean that's probably <laughs> I don't need to watch you
2: do it. I don't need to watch it. Yeah. I took my own time yeah. in making Plus, my version. She was also
3: busy doing other things for the special. So it makes yeah. sense that he wasn't there mm-hmm. for that part. In the original book, if you guys if you guys have read the original book or seen it recently, you know that there are really only like 3 colors, 3 or 4 colors. Yeah. yeah. In the book, yeah. very few. Yeah. Black, white, if you consider white to be a color really, black, white, and reddish red pink. Yeah. Like those, you know, those are pretty much the only colors mm-hmm. in the book. And so the Grinch is not green at all in the original. And I'm really glad that they, they've they kept that. <laughs> As time went on, they didn't, yeah. like, re-release the book without his illustrations. Yeah, because
1: yeah. Or just colorized it, Yeah, you know.
3: Yeah, I'm really glad they did it that drawing. way. They just, they always kept it yeah. so that the Grinch... Because when I... I had seen the special so many times as a kid. I actually was blown away like years later when I read the book and realized that he wasn't green in the book. I, I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I was so I remembered him being green.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Apparently, Chuck Jones chose green and was inspired by it after renting cars that were that color. Wow. I, I guess, I, yeah, I, I guess you just saw a car. You <laughs> wow. like the color. I that's don't, a that's
1: Mean a wacky, green
2: moving machine.
1: That's right. <laughs> exactly. That's a <laughs> bizarre color for a car.
3: Yeah. Dr. Seuss felt that the main character more closely resembled a Chuck Jones character than his own character design
1: from the book. Yeah, I could see that.
3: Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, I think that's okay for the special. Mm-hmm. You wow. know, I think that it was okay because... You know, it paid tribute to Dr. Seuss's design, but, you know, it had a little, fl- some flourishes that were more Chuck Jones.
1: Yeah, and, and it was able to, you know, express a little yeah. better in the animation because yeah. something from the book, yeah, you've got those still images of, of emotion and things like mm-hmm. that, and it works for the book, but to animate something like that takes a little bit more finesse.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also interesting because it ended up with, A couple of the facial features that chuck jones has it has kind of his eyebrows and his smile as well so it kind of it's a little just like dr seuss saw himself in his own grinch Mm -hmm. it's chuck jones seeing himself in his grinch (laughs) Uh, which is um,
3: um, really if you look at the grinch is a very relatable character
1: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i mean we're all grinches really
2: Time Magazine in 2013 named it one of the top 10 greatest Christmas specials from your childhood, along with a movie we just discussed last episode called A Charlie Brown Christmas from
1: 1965. Hooray. Yeah. Nailing them. Awesome. Yeah.
2: Yep. They knew. They knew. So while both of these masterpieces took a lot of money to make, Charlie Brown pales in comparison. It took a little less than $100,000 to create Charlie Brown, but Grinch was finally able to garner $300,000 from an organization called the Foundation for Commercial Banks after pitching to companies such as Kellogg's and Nestle. Huh. The,
1: the, the Foundation for Commercial Banks <laughs> is yeah, the most funny. generic finance name <laughs> in the world. It's like, where did you, they, for this great, whimsical, fun, lighthearted yeah. thing was funded by a company called the Foundation of Commercial Banks.
2: <laughs> Sounds too close Before to commercialism.
1: commercialism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who are you playing at?
2: <laughs> so Chuck Jones had pitched this to places like Kellogg's and Nestle, but they said no. So they were very lucky to get the Foundation for Commercial Banks. But not only did they receive funding from them to make the 30 minute special, CBS actually paid them $315,000 for the right to air it just twice on their network once in 1966 and once in 1967.
3: Wow. So TV was different in the 1960s. (laughs) It was a very, it was a whole different beast than it is now my dad talks about it and and the way he describes it is like this if something aired on tv and you missed it Mm -hmm. you didn't see it
0: yeah like Mm. that was
3: it there you didn't you didn't record things on on videotape you know you just you didn't see it like that was it that was it was gone it was lost you couldn't go retrieve it you know and then the only way to see it again is if you waited for the summer reruns (laughs) <laughs> but the the thing is, this is a Christmas special. It's probably not going to play in the summer reruns. Right. And when they're paying, when they're dishing out big bucks like this for it to air it one time or twice, they're not going to dish out that money to play it during the summer.
0: No. Yeah. So
3: knowing that it was basically a one once-a-year event, they knew <sighs> they were going to get a lot of views. And so that's probably why they spent so much money on it. Yeah. And also, the fact that the Charlie Brown Christmas was so popular from yeah. one year before. So they were like, okay, we thought that was going to be bad and it was honestly great and mm-hmm. so now we have to really we we
1: yeah. have to knock it out of the park yeah. this time.
3: Yes, yeah. We need to really fund this one. We need to make it work. Dr. Seuss is so popular. Mm-hmm. You know, this yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good difference though. Like Charlie Brown at the time was just the comic, right? And mm-hmm. it wasn't the biggest thing in the world. It was a fairly popular comic. It was
3: pretty popular. I mean, the reason they made the special was because Charlie Brown was on Time Magazine's cover.
1: Because okay. it had just,
3: it had just become, okay. yeah. Okay,
1: well, yeah. So it was growing in popularity. But Dr. Seuss had already kind of yeah. established or been established yeah. as a very popular This is popular a story
3: thing. that had been around for almost 10 years at this point. Yeah. yeah. And so it's kind of, you know, Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just just thinking about that, like thinking about all that money, man. Thinking yeah. about paying for the advertising for oh, that slot yeah, too. Yeah.
2: Oof. Oh, it'd be like the Super Bowl now. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Crazy. I'm glad it's different. Me too. <laughs> that sounds pretty rough. <laughs> yeah,
1: I do like being able to watch things over again. But it, yeah. But there is there is something to be said about catching something live. Yeah. I still do like. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's it's there's a bit it's like to me, it's the difference between like listening to Spotify and listening to just the radio.
0: Yeah, there's
3: something special about, you know, turning on the radio and a song you love is just on, Mm
0: -hmm. you
3: know, and and you just catch it. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something special about it. But it's happened so rarely. There's so many commercials. And
1: I think I think it's partially a community thing. Just subconsciously knowing that there are thousands of other people. Yeah. At the same time, either hearing your favorite song or seeing. The new episode yeah. of something, like when we watched Cora um, when it was live. Yes, that was that was al- always so much fun, just seeing it. Yeah, with everybody and getting to talk about it. Right, right away, and, and that's
3: why it's fun. It's also fun to watch things like the Oscars or yeah, yeah. you know the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you know stuff like that because people are. Wa- I mean, I not I don't love the Super Bowl, but I would say right. something like that, yeah. a big televised event. That's probably why they still do live musicals. Yeah. So the music for this was by Albert Haig, and Dr. Seuss wrote the lyrics to all the songs, including Fahu Fores, which was meant to sound like classical Latin. Apparently, they actually tricked some viewers into thinking that it was Latin because they did get calls from people asking what the translation actually was.
1: Oh. Yes. That's hilarious. Yes, it's
3: very funny. (laughs) But, of course, it was just gibberish. Yep. Yeah. who
1: who, knees. who knees, I don't, I that's don't know. right. I you going to call that, it? That makes who sense. Who-ish?
2: Who-ish. Who, who sounds better, I think. It'd be funny if they actually sent like, a translation to it. Like, subtitles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but when Haig later recalled his audition for being able to compose the music for the special, he said, afterwards, Seuss looked up and said, anyone who slides an octave on the word grinch gets the job. The whole thing took 3 minutes.
3: <laughs> nice.
2: So, didn't take long for him to to get that job. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: That's awesome.
1: So, let's move on here to some of the voices. Boris Karloff is the narrator and the Grinch. So, you know, the 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 best voice of the whole special. Mhm. Uh, Dr. Seuss was concerned that casting Boris Karloff would make the character too scary, but Chuck Jones chose him after hearing him narrate other works. Originally, there was there was no difference between the narration and the speaking voices in the special, uh, so sound editors removed the higher pitches from the voice in post. That way, when the Grinch speaks, he sounds different from the narrator.
3: Yeah, ah. I always thought he was just changing his voice.
1: Me too. Yeah. yeah. Same.
3: But yeah, so he just they just took out the the higher qualities in his voice to make it sound more gravelly.
1: I guess ah. that's a that was a smart thing because mm-hmm. I looking back or or just thinking about it, hearing the narrator back to the Grinch and then back to the narrator back and forth, you would lose track of who's talking. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs>
0: then he growled with his grinch fingers nervously drumming.
1: I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. June Foray, eh? one of our favorite. We've uh, mentioned yes. her once or twice. <laughs> yes, uh, unfortunately uncredited, mm-hmm, which is yes. lame She's AF. She did a lot
3: of stuff that was uncredited.
1: Yeah, but she was Cindy Lou Who. Uh, hello.
3: And it makes sense because she did so much with Chuck Jones.
1: Yeah, yeah. It
3: makes sense that she would have done something She's
1: all over the Looney Tunes and stuff like that, but you just wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. Dale McKinnon is also uncredited as Max. but you know, Max doesn't say a whole lot, but, you know, (laughs) there's something to be said about animal noises.
3: Right, right, honestly. Looking at you, D. Bradley Baker. Yeah,
1: absolutely. (laughs) And Thurl Ravenscroft as the singer... You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch.
3: Yeah, we've mentioned him yeah. a sure have. few times also.
1: <laughs> Yay. Yes. It's like we, uh, we're in like a vicious circle of these yeah. same yeah. few actors. It's
3: actually crazy. I was telling Marcy, I, I said, you know, honestly, it's like the same five people voiced everything yeah. <laughs> yeah. for yeah. about 10 to 15 years.
1: <laughs> yeah. Once, once we get to a point where we talk about Tom Kenny again, we'll talk, <laughs> then, then we'll be stuck in that yeah. loop for a while. But uh, Thorough Ravenscroft was also Tony the Tiger. If you didn't know that, uh, he was also the voice of Kirby in the Little Brave, the Brave Little Toaster.
3: Yay, my favorite yeah. character! For
1: yeah, sure. check out that uh, episode that yeah, we talked about. It. We
3: talked about the Brave Little Toaster.
1: Yeah, Dr. Seuss attempted to fix the fact that he was uncredited as well. <sighs> What's what's the deal with that, huh? (laughs) He tried to fix the fact that he was uncredited by sending letters to every major columnist in America. Well, now we know.
3: Yeah. You know, I guess it makes a lot of sense that he really focused on the fact that that person Mm -hmm. was uncredited. Because it's like, well, not only... I mean, the other people were uncredited, too. But it's like, not only did he do the voice, the singing voice, but that that song... He, I mean, he knew. Right. Oh, yeah. That song is going to be around forever.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep.
3: That song is going to be played on the radio. It's going to be around for every Christmas for the foreseeable future. People should know who sang the song. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: What, what do you guys love about the original? Before we, before we get too far into the deep Grinch world.
3: <laughs> Gosh. Uh, it's definitely my favorite version. Oh, yeah. I like it the most. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say any other versions are necessarily worse. They're just different. But I love this version because it's so much like the book. It's exactly like the yeah. book. And there's such a classic. I love the classic cartoons. I love Looney Tunes. And I there's such a wonderful physical comedy throughout this. The scene with the sled is where they're playing the music and they're trying to go down Mount Crumpet.
0: Mm-hmm. Is
3: so funny unbelievably funny i mean we watched it every year when i was a kid and i could just still i could still hear my mom laughing it was just so <laughs> funny the the whole thing the you know coming down max um they're going down the hill and he thinks max is pulling the sled and he looks over mm-hmm. to his right and max is just, just sitting, sitting there, there next <laughs> to him
1: riding yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know there it was just such a good and, and such a classic design for max too mm-hmm. this very happy silly dog that unconditionally loves his master, even though he's not the nicest yeah, to yeah. him and you know he p- puts that awful uh, antler on his head that yeah. Just yeah makes him fall you know fall forward I love I think it's it was really cool too I love the fact that it's so close to the book that little kids can read the book and then watch this special mm-hmm. and then see it actually it's almost like they're really seeing it come to life
1: yeah I think this is like probably the best one don't get me wrong i love the jim carrey one (laughs) but this one is just there's such a classicness about it and it's just unbeatable you know it's timeless is is the word you know the the animation holds up because all of that old school stuff just doesn't to me at least it does not age some people might fight me on that but (laughs) i don't i it, it still holds up incredibly well they put in enough money this time. The animation yeah. is beautiful. And, yeah, like you said, it's just like the book. So many f- funny moments. I like that they – I personally like that they don't need to worry too much about the lives of the Who's. Yeah. You yeah. know, they talk about Cindy Lou Who and stuff, and they show what's going on. And, but really, more importantly, how much it bothers the Grinch. Mm-hmm. You know, not so much about them. Which is, it's, you know, it's an interesting way to expand on the whole world of it, I guess. Yeah, the whole yeah. world of Whoville and all that stuff. But but I really like how this one's very focused on the Grinch and how much he just doesn't like Christmas. Yeah. He's over it.
3: And there's no backstory. I mean, yeah. we don't really need one.
1: Right, Honestly,
3: right. and I, I love that. You know, he just... Guys, you know, it's some people just don't...
1: He's just a Grinch. Yeah, they yeah. just
3: don't like Christmas. Some people, you know, and... And he's able to have a change of heart at the end of the story, which is really great, mm-hmm. you know. But And also, I like that Dr. Seuss had his own universe, you know. And the Who's exist. There are other stories, you know. Yeah. And, uh, for example, Horton hears a Who and, right. you know. And I like that there's a bit of crossover there and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's, really, it's really nice that they did all that.
1: Part of me likes to think that the same spec that lands in the flower that Horton finds is the same uh, Whoville that is on the snowflake.
3: Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, that's I,
3: that's what I imagined yeah, too. Yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's
1: ever specified, but I like to think it's the same place. Yeah,
3: I believe there's only one Whoville.
1: Right. And actually so that's true.
3: actually I was going to wait, but I'll say it now. Oh. In the live action Grinch in 2000, there's an there's a Horton statue. Somewhere oh, in the background, so it's what? like they have like a statue to him for saving them.
1: That. Oh my gosh!
0: That's yeah.
3: Amazing. So it is. So, so it is. Okay. It the it same. That's
1: got to gotta be, be canon. Then. Yeah.
3: It's the same speck of oh, dust. It's the
1: same amazing. Whoville. That's amazing. Oh,
2: well, what I loved about this is it's you only need half an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need an hour and a half or two hours. Like it's nice. It's a short, succinct story that gets the point across and it's just it's beautiful it's beautifully done and i think one of my favorite parts was just when the grinch is going around and stealing everything <laughs> the whole I montage love, yeah and i love when he like slinks on the ground i was just thinking ground. about that too <laughs> oh my we gosh laughed, i
3: love it we laughed so hard always he it was like he slinked and he slithered and it was like and he li- and yeah he, he literally is he's like, like a snake, a snake <laughs> on the floor and he goes inside the tree, and he just mm-hmm. pulls everything from mm-hmm. inside the tree. Yeah. And then he, and he just closes it like an umbrella.
0: <laughs> oh, yes.
3: <laughs> I yeah.
1: Lo- I love it. It's so, such good cartoon humor. Yes. I, I, it, and it's very satisfying watching him pull out a big magnet and pull all the nails out of the yes. um, out of the stockings, and they just fall into mm-hmm. the sack. All, like, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, the, the, the wreaths on the string and all these different things. Yeah. It's, it's a great little... It is animated segments.
3: It's nice, you know, for anybody who's frustrated by Christmas. It's so satisfying, yeah. <laughs> to watch him destroy it, you yeah. know, <laughs> Just yeah. take it all down. But I, I mean, it's so it, it was a perfect blend of that story and Chuck Jones's humor, the exact humor that he could put, bring to a special. Yeah. It's perfect. It's exactly the way, right? Because then the Grinch isn't too scary, and he isn't too mean. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you you get this. You, you really you get the relatable
1: qualities. Yeah, he didn't, like, break windows or anything. Yeah. You know, he, he didn't do anything malicious.
3: Yeah, he just committed theft, that's all. Right, yeah. he just stole right. all the Christmas stuff. But I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, he gives it back. Yeah. <laughs> Except the only thing he doesn't give back is that one that red one thing orb, that orb that falls off, that falls off, of, off of Mount Comfort. Yes, Comet.
3: every time when I was a kid, well, they didn't get that back. Yeah,
1: that's oh, smashed yeah. somewhere.
3: <laughs> it's so pure. You yeah. know they don't care. The who's don't care at all that he stole them. Yep, he's not. They're not mad. They're not bitter. Yep. You know they forgive him immediately
1: because yeah. it's Christmas, right? And, he, and, and that's what you know. The Grinch realizes that's what Christmas is. It's, yeah, it's not about all that crap.
3: Yeah, and he's um, yeah.
1: And and it's funny how in the in the live action one how they take a moment, you know, to to see all of the who's upset. Mm-hmm. about it, and then, you know, then it ends up the same way. But, right. Uh, but, yeah, I like how this one doesn't even worry about all that stuff.
3: So, I actually, maybe we should talk a little bit. We wanted to make this episode about the special, but we also wanted to talk about the newer ones. Yeah. The one from 2000 and the one from 2018. We had one come out last year, and we're going to talk a little bit about maybe some of the differences and some of the things that we liked or mm-hmm. disliked about these movies. So... Adam actually, I think, is an expert on the 2000 Grinch. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm actually going to let him just go ahead and run with it, because I I think that that's that's his thing.
1: Uh, Well, the original special aired on December 15th, 1966, so why did it take so long for it to get remade? Especially in today's remake
2: zone, you know,
1: the whole zeitgeist is all about remakes now. Dr. Seuss himself was reluctant to bring his work to the big screen, but after his death, the rights to the stories went to his widow.
3: And she was the one who got to decide
1: yes. whether she was or not like, things. Yep. That's a lot of money you got to mm-hmm. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I like to think that if he had said something like, like, I really do not want any more mm-hmm. of my stories to be movies or whatever, I feel like his widow would have... Uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully stuck to that. But yeah. we have this movie. Yes. This was the first time Doctor Doctor Sue's uh, story was turned into a full-length feature film. Yeah. Also, the first live-action, which I guess is the same, the same deal in some uh, in some aspects. Before she signed off on Jim Carrey playing the role of the Grinch, she had a visit from him on the set uh, of another movie to see if he was the the right person for the part. And yes he was.
3: Yeah, the, <laughs> it's crazy. So when Dr. Seuss's widow came to visit him on set, this the movie he was filming was Man on the Moon about Andy Kaufman and when Jim Carrey was filming that, he was so deep in character, so 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 deep in character. Oh, yeah. He it was he was like he was a totally different person. And uh she he in order for him to audition for the role of the Grinch he was <clears throat> himself as Andy Kaufman doing an impression of Jim Carrey playing the Grinch <laughs> if you can understand what i just said <laughs> that that's what happened it's a lot of layers
1: yeah <laughs> that's hilarious
3: yeah because he was so oh i'm not jim carrey
1: yeah you can't the thing about the the way he acts and a lot of other actors do the same thing. It's very deep in character and you can't just turn that off, Mm -hmm. especially if you're in the middle of making this movie. You don't want to, you know, because if he turned it off and then they go back to filming, now he's not the same. Yeah. And then the movie's not good. Right. Yeah. But anyways, this uh, (laughs) movie, this, uh, the Grinch movie was directed by Ron Howard he not only wanted to do the adaptation of the book but an adaptation of the original special so it's kind of a double whammy going on here this this is why he kept the grinch green even though the character was white in the book as we mentioned before the movie did not receive a lot of critical acclaim unfortunately (laughs) Uh, some (laughs) believe the story and themes were too adult for a movie market of the kids uh, Jim Carrey himself seemed to regret the amount of adult jokes in the script and wished they had done a little more to stop them. You know, it's true that the, the movie is a little bit more adult um, because of some of those jokes and some of them are a little bit blink and you'll miss them kind of jokes. Yeah. But I think it has enough to become more of a family movie than an adult movie. It, you know, it's it's hard to lean it one way or the other not fully yeah. a kids movie, not fully an adult movie. Because I mean, shoot, if they did, what if they did like a full on adult Grinch? It'd be, who knows what it'd be like, right? I don't even want to think about it. I don't think it's. I don't <laughs> yeah. think we need to talk about Mm-mm.
3: it. He he maintains like he still says, you know, all of the jokes that I ad libbed were uh, age appropriate. Yeah. N- nothing that I ad libbed was, mm-hmm. you know, too adult. Mm-hmm. But, and he also said that, yeah, Ron Howard did take out some stuff from the script that was pretty, pretty intense. And I guess, I I guess what I read, they claim that some of the producers behind the movie forced them to keep in a lot of the more adult stuff. Oh, really? To make it appeal more to adults. That's
1: uh, a, yeah, that's a little odd. Usually it's the other way around. Mm -hmm. Usually investors want it to be as broad as possible to get as many people to see it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, what the critics did like was Jim Carrey's performance, obviously, <laughs> as well as the beautiful film score by the late James Horner. The music is absolutely wonderful.
3: The music in uh, How the Grinch is Christmas 2000 is, it's a, um, I mean, I would say it's almost, I'd say it's like a perfect score. Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. Absolutely beautiful. And there's two soundtracks, really, uh, technically, I guess. <laughs> Well, it's like it's half of right. You know, right. One is um, all of the songs that were covered or written yeah. for the movie. There is one by Smash Mouth. Mm-hmm. There is one by Busta Rhymes. There is one by I mean, it's all yeah. over the place. And then, uh, then there is the actual uh, the actual score.
1: Right, it's kind of like a difference between like a radio <laughs> a yeah. radio album and a. And a orchestra yeah, score. Yeah,
3: the orchestral score. And I would say if you don't want to listen to a whole orchestral score, uh, at least listen to the to the opening theme from mm-hmm. the movie. It, incredible. It's mm-hmm. so it's so pretty. And you know, you have the song Where Are You Christmas, you know, that music also worked in there too.
0: Yeah. Which
3: was that was a really big song on the radio at the time after this movie came out. Mm-hmm. Critics also liked the set design. Mm-hmm. This movie looks weird. It looks different. Yeah. It's shot kind (laughs) of weirdly. And uh, Tim Burton actually was going to direct it initially, which Uh, makes a lot of freaking sense. Yeah. Because you're watching this... And it looks it's weird it's like a Tim Burton. Movie. Almost Tim burton yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mount
1: Crumpet at least is. Yeah, it's oh, definitely, it's yeah.
3: it's grungy. Yeah. It's not this bright, polished, beautiful who- Whoville. You know, it's it's kind of like a like a city. You it's know? very realistic. You know, it's there's a New smog York and, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a there's smog. <laughs> you know, there's this there, <laughs> there's, there's trash.
1: There's and, homeless there's a homeless guy who's like who, constantly drinking he's got the super long beard, you know who I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Uh-huh. Drinking out of that little flask or whatever yeah. he's got. So it's like yeah, it's it's a very realistic take yeah. on Hooville. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah. You've got all these workers running around yeah. rushing during mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah, kinda like
1: a downtown Whoville. and yeah. then you can kind of pull away from that for some some moments in the neighborhoods or or, yeah. or at Cindy Luhu's house, you know.
3: Yeah. So yeah, you could see this is this was so different. Mm-hmm. Not only was it live action, it was like it was just honestly surreal such a yeah. strange movie
1: uh-huh but boy i love it <laughs> so much i i like i said before i can't call it my favorite version of the grinch because the the original is just that but this one i i if you know me you know i love jim carrey in like every movie he's in even even the movies where he's not crazy <laughs> Oh yeah, but um, those are my favorite. With yeah, him, yeah, he's honestly. he's so good. Yeah, but this one I love the jokes. I could I could rattle off a few for you if you <laughs> want it, but I I won't. I'll let you go watch. A it A lot instead. of the jokes
3: that he ad libbed too.
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot of ad libbing, and we we found out that the scene where he pulled the sheet off the table, you know, was not that wasn't supposed to go like that. It was nope. Supposed to make a big mess. But uh, he did it too well. F- for me, the humor is perfect. I-, I just I just think it's such a funny movie. I laugh at almost every joke
2: mm-hmm. and-,
1: and and even underneath all that, it still has a lot of the heart, a lot of the you know th- the story is mainly the same. They bro- they broaden it a little bit. They yeah. give the Grinch the slightest bit of backstory with him as a kid and they give the who's more depth you know they follow Cindy Lou who's family mm-hmm all that stuff.
3: This movie came out in 2000. So we mm, yes, were kids we were. when it came out. We were apparently the target audience. <laughs> and and I remember watching it and I was disappointed that the who's were sad that the Grinch stole Christmas. Yeah, Honestly, I remember yeah. I was disappointed about that. I mean, I get it, I was a kid. Right. Um I did not understand the humor very much. I thought the movie was weird. I didn't hate it. But I, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't think it was as good as the original, and I thought, right. I thought it was weird. And I remember when I met Adam, I met Adam after that. We were, I think, 12 or so. Something. And you told me that back then, when we were like 12, you said that the Jim Carrey one was better. I remember. Right. And yeah. we had a really long argument about it <laughs> on, on the school bus. But as I got older and was watching it, you know, it is so funny.
0: Yeah, like there. I yeah. mean,
3: gosh, it's it really is. There's so many good jokes, and especially I love watching it with my husband because he, he'll he be on the floor every time <laughs> we watch it. Um,
1: yeah. If it's a cruel prank, <laughs> if it's a cash box, how dare they? It's,
2: it's so relatable as, uh. as an adult now. Obviously, as a kid, you don't relate to the Grinch as much. <laughs> but watching it now... When they they ask him to come out to this holiday yeah. cheermeister thing, and he's like, "But what will I wear?" Yeah, yeah. and that, just little things like that. And whole, like How could I, I? It's like I me have every morning myself. Yeah, I can't cancel that again. Yeah, <laughs> the whole the whole
1: part of him debating whether or not to go is so funny.
2: Yeah, even if I wanted to
1: go, my
2: schedule wouldn't allow it. Four o'clock,
1: in self pity. Four thirty. Stare into the abyss. Five o'clock, solve world hunger. Tell no one. That whole thing. <laughs> he's just going down his book. You know? Yeah. At four thirty, Jazz. You know, it's like two o'clock stare into the abyss (laughs) it's 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 so funny it is
3: it is very funny so i totally understand the critics concern when it came out yeah yeah i really get it but for as a as an adult it's a pretty funny movie yeah and i and i don't think it's so adult that you can't show it to kids i mean i saw it and i was okay right
2: yeah we were all kids and it
3: I wouldn't show it to somebody really young. I wouldn't
1: show it to like a young child. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you know.
2: I also think young kids are kind of scared of mm-hmm. the look of yeah. the Grinch, yeah, like yeah. that. I mean, the yeah. the opening,
1: the opening of the movie kind of lends itself to a little bit of, you know, the the Grinch is creepy. You know, the yeah. kids going up the mountain. It's like, oh, yeah. the yeah. Grinch. Oh, what are we gonna do? You know, and then it literally legitimately yeah. scares them, and they. like tumble back down the mountain yeah
2: and then later when he's wearing that mask oh yeah which was actually i think scarier than his actual yeah yeah the blue mask like on his face yeah (laughs) Yeah. my youngest brother he i i wanted him to like the grinch and stuff but he he was scared of the grinch he did not like the grinch he didn't even like he didn't even want the book. He was wow. he was so scared of the Grinch. was was baffling to me. I don't know if maybe I you know introduced him too early to it, and he just kind of kept yeah. That it's you never
3: you never know.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kids
3: kids pull out the weirdest little details, and then they're you know what I mean, and then they yeah. they create reactions to things. That you honestly are never going to know what they're going to be afraid yeah. of.
1: You know what might might have done it? What's you said that? he you showed him the book first.
2: Think I showed him the book first, yeah, because he got it for Christmas from. Uh, okay,
1: the, the one thing that I might think is a little bit we off about it is the red eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess I mean I understand they only did the three colors in the whole book. Yeah. So they yeah. had to do something to make his eyes stand out, right? But I guess the red eyes might be a little creepy. Yeah. But
2: I agree. Yeah,
1: yeah. But whatever.
2: So this movie, of course, starred Jim Carrey as the Grinch. And his costume was incredibly uncomfortable, Oof. including the yellow contacts that he was forced to wear. Apparently, he even spoke with a former CIA agent about coping mechanisms for torture, as the suit was that uncomfortable, and took an hour to take off. Yeah. Guys, an hour just to it, take it off? It's a
3: spandex suit with el- dyed elk hair. and Ew. Also, he had makeup. To
1: put uh, on too. Uh, Imagine how hot mm-hmm. That suit has got to be
3: Yeah he was so it, restricted And just hot and, and and he still gave us That great of a yeah. performance
1: Dude yeah So
3: I mean here, right Yeah Yeah good job Jim Carrey <laughs> I
1: wonder I wonder how it would be different If the suit was comfortable <laughs> Like, what kind of yeah. performance would he have given that? Maybe
3: he would have been less grouchy. Yeah, I know. I was about to say, maybe, maybe. it
2: to the Grinch. Yeah, he's yes. probably like, God damn it. But, jeez, if it took an hour to take off, that must have taken forever to put on. Oh, that yeah. makeup. Oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, my I read gosh. that the
3: first time, at least, it was eight hours. Wow.
1: Lord.
0: Yeah.
3: hmm
1: Thank, I mean, if I were to get into acting, I'd say, thank goodness for CGI. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm yeah. sitting
1: I'm sitting here now saying go practical and all, yeah, all we're forms. all like
2: oh practical all the time. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then I go and then I'd go be an actor and be like, Yeah, just CGI me up. I don't wanna wear that oh, God. I don't wanna wear that. I don't
2: wanna spend eight hours getting makeup on me. Yeah. yeah Jeez, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Uh so also, as we talked before, Jim Carrey improvised a lot of lines in the movie, including the dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. <laughs> So Josh Ryan Evans, he played the young Grinch. He was also known for a show called Passions, which was a daytime kind of soap opera. Christine Baranski as Martha May. Jeffrey Tambor as Mayor Augustus Mayhew. <laughs> Molly Shannon as Mother Betty Lou Who. Bill Irwin as father Lu Lou, Lou who. <laughs>
1: hold I on, just... sorry for a second these names <laughs> that one that one put me over the edge. <laughs> I was gonna try to wait, but Lu Lu who is hilarious, <laughs> but also go back for a second yes. augustus may who. Augustus, sure, whatever he has a big like fancy name, but may who? <laughs>
3: And he plays the, he's the mayor. Like, yeah. what?
1: Like, was he born into it? Yeah. <laughs> because practically. Being the mayor and having the last name of Mayhu. Yeah, it's, like, a, it's a monarchy. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. must be.
2: I mean, he, he seemed rich, so he probably yeah. didn't yeah. get into it because of his forefathers. So then we have Taylor Momsen as the little girl, Cindy Lou Hu. And Anthony Hopkins was the narrator. Yeah. Pretty good mm-hmm.
3: choice yeah, for a narrator.
2: That is
3: a good narrator. Yep. So Taylor Momsen, who plays Cindy Lou, who she's also known as, she's played Jenny in Gossip Girl. Oh. If you guys ever watched Gossip Girl. Yeah. She's our age. Um, Christine Baranski honestly has had a pretty solid career. Yeah. She was in Chicago for a little bit. She plays a reporter in Chicago. And also she was in The Good Wife. Molly Shannon was in Never Been Kissed? Yeah. Yeah, she's a pretty she's a pretty funny person. She's a yes. pretty good comedian. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so and then also oh I also wanted to say I read that Anthony Hopkins did all his narration in one day. Oh nice. Wow. There you go That dude's a professional he for sure. Is. Yeah, he that's, is skilled. That's yeah. a good
1: way to, to make a buck real yeah. fast in a day. Exactly. Don't like this movie for reasons. Yeah. You don't have to like every movie, but I personally just love this one. I, but I just love Jim Carrey so much, I get, I get the humor so much, and I yeah. use it on a daily basis, Yeah, practically. Yeah. Blind me with pepper spray.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. See, he has the whole movie memorized. Mm-hmm. He really does.
1: He really does. You heard him, officer. Take him away. <laughs> oh, I heard him all right. He said he was sorry. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. See you next week. Good night. Bye. Good night, night. You know,
3: if there's ever a movie, if Jim Carrey is ever in a movie about dinosaurs.
1: Good God.
3: It's over. It's over. That'll be the end of our show. Adam will die of happiness. I will do a
1: off <laughs> podcast by myself only about this movie. <laughs>
3: okay so we've talked about the one from 2000 and i think we kind of covered it pretty well Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty dated especially like the songs that were written for the movie and smash mouth and all that right it's a little dated (laughs) so uh, in 2018 they decided 18 years later to update the the movie i guess universal pictures uh, put out a new version of how the grinch stole christmas this time just called dr seuss's the grinch starring benedict cumberbatch and it was fully animated by illumination
1: All right yeah. yeah
3: so one of the big critical problems <laughs> with the 2000 Grinch was that it was too grown up it was too adult mm-hmm. and with this one I'd say that this movie is almost exclusively for children
1: yeah yes. they went they went with a polar opposite
3: yeah I don't think that that is necessarily a bad thing. No. I think that children, you know, children deserve good entertainment. And uh, I think that this is a movie that entertains them. I think it might educate kids a little bit. And it, you know, so I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But this is not a movie that I would necessarily say. It's not like Pixar, for example, where there's enough for adults watching it that an adult would be actively interested in the movie. Mm -hmm. I think this movie is more for children
1: yeah but it's it's important to give kids credit you know Mm -hmm. they're not there is a place for completely kidified stuff like on on tv just cartoons that hold their attention for an hour or whatever but you know you can give kids some credit they can they can comprehend certain things and i think the grinch does a good job this version of the grinch does a good job of that
3: yeah yeah they made a lot of narrative changes for example it's it's very different from the two from oh, yeah. the two thousand Grinch, yeah. and uh, there are some similarities to the original. Obviously, you've got the rhyming narrations narrated by Pharrell Williams, and so you've you've got that going on. The basic story is, you know. It runs a little too long, I think, up until the point of the story, because I remember I went to see it in the theaters with Marcy. Yeah. And I remember wondering, when is he going to steal Christmas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, I think we are three quarters we through, were through so the movie. We were so far through. I was worried he wasn't actually going to do
1: it. Yeah, that's why it's just called The Grinch, you yeah. see. It's a <laughs> prequel. I was, I
3: was like, w- is he not going to actually steal Christmas in this movie? So, yeah. So, before we get really critical about it or anything like that, I would say... Though that it, I mean, it's entertaining. My nieces freaking love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think there was. I, I think they made the movie because there was a need. They, I mean, they fulfilled a need for there to be an, a a full length animated version of yeah. the movie, just because a full length live action existed, but not a full length animated. Mm-hmm. So there was something for you know kids to watch, and you know another the other excuse of updating animation because some kids won't watch old animation. Mm-hmm and uh, you know all of that but for i'm I'm serious my nieces are obsessed with this movie
1: yeah i mean it it did what it set out to do it 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 was a grinch version that is animated for kids and it did it i mean that's fine it's fine and there are some aspects that i do like the like i i i'm not the biggest fan of illumination but i think they do they do a pretty good job it's animated, nice. It looks nice. Yeah. There are some funny jokes. Like I like the the crunching in the snow. He's like, "This is the loudest snow ever." <laughs> I think that's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. And and I do like some of the the quirks they did with the cave of Mount Crumpet, where it's all like mechanical. He's got all this junk set up, where yeah. it's like everything's kind of automated. That's kind of fun too. But you know, it it's it's all fluff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it kind of. A little bit too many, yeah. Uh, it's too many layers. They on gave top. him a
3: new backstory on top of the right. two thousand backstory. This time, he's a, yeah. he's an orphan, right? I think, and there there were just some things that still I still felt like the backstory didn't really add it, anything to the movie, and I don't think it really explained it very right. much. Right?
1: They 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 went in this direction where, as a kid, he saw all of the other kids enjoying Christmas. And wanted to enjoy Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's why he ended up not liking it because he never got to enjoy it rather than just being sick of it. Yeah. Like the in the original one, they don't really explain why he doesn't like Christmas. He just doesn't. Yeah. And in the two thousands movie, he he ends up having a bad experience with with yeah. Christmas as a kid and then ends up hitting it after that forever. Mm-hmm. But in this one, similar Similar to the two thousands one, but a little more gradual, where he just learns to hate Christmas because nobody, nobody adopts him, and he never has one.
3: Yeah, it's really easy. I think that's a really easy thing for kids maybe to wrap their minds around. So that's you know is a good way to do it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It's I guess when I watched it, I felt like there were parts of it that made it a really special movie. Parts Mm -hmm. of it made (laughs) it really interesting. For example, I loved the kid characters. Yes, I oh, love yeah. the gang of kids. Yeah. I think the whole movie should have been about them. Yep, I really liked the dynamic of Cindy Lou and her mom. I thought it was really interesting to make it so mm-hmm. you know we've got a, a, what appears to be, I believe, a single mother yeah. dealing with yeah. a very really spirited she, kid.
1: She's she's a um, she's an extrovert, yeah, for sure.
3: And uh, I I love it. Like I she yeah. does a really the mom is really good. She's a good character. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's, it, it's just a really, I, it, I guess it might be illumination in general, but I feel like their movies are pretty generic mm-hmm. and it's pretty easy to just lump them all together. And I think of this movie and in my mind, honestly, I'm mixing it up with other movies when yeah, I think of it because yeah. it's so, the animation styles are all very similar yeah. and, uh, you know, which is fine. Other studios do that, too. And, and you know, the stories are similar. And, uh, you know, yeah, there's not a whole lot that really stands out.
1: Yeah, that's that's actually a good point that I hadn't thought of. Um, for example, we talked about Charlie Brown and the new movie that kind of sort of tried to replicate the old style and I think did a really good job. Yeah. But this this movie did not. No, <laughs> it it went. Hey, let's take all of the models we have for Despicable Me, and then make a Grinch movie out of it, because the the characters are very very close
0: yeah yeah
3: i mean but that's like that's the thing though is you know these movies don't need to be the most award-winning yeah the highest of brows you know they they yeah. don't need to be you know what i mean for kids to love them and for them to be entertaining and you know i mean it, it's great it's great that kids like this movie mm-hmm. and that there's something for them to watch that just keeps them quiet for a little
0: while and yeah
2: <laughs> it definitely seemed if i had shown my brother this movie first, Mm -hmm. he probably would have liked the Grinch more. Yes. Also, just because the way that he was animated, Mm -hmm. it is a much... Mm nicer looking grinch the and, nicest of all the grinch and he honestly
3: say. like he does some mean things in this movie but he just doesn't seem to be as grouchy yeah,
1: yeah. and he freely walks around whoville yeah yes and people know him
2: yeah they know like, him he hangs out i've there. forgotten the name of the character but Bob, maybe yeah yeah with yeah. the
1: huge beard yes. yes he's a great character i'll give him that because he's so likable He's a little bit maybe over the top, but but I like it. <laughs> but he's like, hey, you're my friend, the Grinch,
3: mm-hmm. and it's
1: like the the Grinch, you know, don't want to. Uh, I get I away. liked that
3: they changed that. I thought that that was a nice little twist, yeah. just because. I mean, it. I mean, I don't know. I'm always lukewarm on that kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: switch it up, I guess. Yeah,
3: I, I like that there was a twist because what they did was, you know, instead of just telling the same story again, they took this character that's an introvert that doesn't want to be around people, and then they thrust him into society. Yeah. Because, you know, Grinches live among us, and, you know, we all have... As Grinches ourselves, we have to deal (laughs) with other people all the time, and so we kind of see... We get to see kind of just how he handles being around other people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was definitely different, because Jim Carrey's... He basically got all of his food and stuff from the garbage, Mm -hmm. the the Whovilles... Right throughout, yeah.
1: dump it to crumpet it. And, and
2: this one, they were like, "Okay, well, how is he gonna get his food? Like, would he really want to eat garbage? Yeah,
1: like,
3: yeah, he's like a trash-eating monster yeah. in the 2000s Grinch, mm-hmm. but yeah, he, in,
1: he, he eats glass. Yeah, he, <laughs> he eats glass.
3: And then in the new in this 2018 version, he's really kind of proper, yeah, uh clean. You know, he's like, I think he's got house. a
2: house. Freaking uh, Rube Goldberg coffee machine or something. Yeah, Yeah. he's
3: really, really smart. He's got all kinds of contraptions. And uh, also, his relationship with Max is totally different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In this, he's much nicer to Max than he is in the original. And, you know, Max himself is much more of a Snoopy like character where he has all these abilities. He can do things. He plays the drums for him. And,. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Max does a lot of stuff
0: mm-hmm.
3: in this. and Because I, I, yeah. The critics thought that this movie was kind of bland, kind of dull. But, I mean, they didn't like the 2000s one, and we did.
1: That's true.
3: true. You know, so it's really, it's very, it's just to show how subjective it all is, really. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. The, at the end of the day, it's everyone's opinion, and everybody mm-hmm. can have one, and whatever yeah. it is.
3: I just think that if the movie was about the kids... It would have been a much more interesting movie. I think
1: they, yeah, they could have done a non-Grinch movie even. It's just a Whoville movie. Yeah. And with those kids, yeah, absolutely.
3: I think those kids were the, had the funniest parts i mm-hmm. think that they were you know they all had really distinct personalities mm-hmm. and i think they spent a lot of time working on those personalities and then they only got like 10 15 minutes of screen time yeah, as it, a group and it, it was really unfortunate i was pretty upset about it yeah it
1: could have been it could have been a great little like kids sandlot heist Goonies. Goonies movie, yeah, but mm-hmm. with these three kids in Whoville, I think yeah. that could have been pretty good. And
3: they could have, and, and also, and I'm going to say this, and this is probably controversial, but I don't think that it would have been terrible if they had changed the ending of the story.
2: And they changed a few other things, so why mm-hmm. not Why not just make it yeah, a little different? Yeah, they, they
1: could have, it would have been interesting if, the, they, they may have to name the movie differently at this point, but mm-hmm. if the Grinch were in the background the entire time, yeah. And, like, you see Cindy Lou Who and her friends out on Christmas Eve, like, yeah. hunting Santa or whatever they right. want to be doing, and you just see the Grinch swooping in the background or something. Things start disappearing. Yeah. You never really see the Grinch until until they catch him. and
3: Yeah, more from their perspective. Yeah, it would
1: be really interesting.
3: Yeah, or just, I mean, I don't know. Because I don't always love it when they change stuff, True. you know, necessarily. Sure. But I would say that... You know, if you're going to make something and you're already changing it anyway, and it's it's the same old story, and you don't want it to be boring, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you could just add some stuff or, you know, change some things.
1: Basically, what it comes down to is stop making uh, the same movie <laughs> and make something original, for God's what?
3: sake. What, Adam? I would never say such a thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs>
3: Oh boy! Well, we just need to write a beloved children's book that once that gets made into yeah. a TV I mean, special, and then um, 50 years later gets made into a movie, yeah. and then 18 years after that gets made into another movie.
1: Yeah, <laughs> get on that,
3: Robert. Yeah, I just need to get on that. That's all. Yep.
2: Yeah.
1: Any you day. We have
2: just enough trouble getting it on air that everybody's like, "Oh, maybe it won't make it," and then it just does amazing. Does a great
3: job. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so this. This little movie stars some big names from now: uh, Benedict Cumberpatch as the Grinch, Cameron Seeley as Cindy Lou Who, Rashida Jones as Donna Who, Tristan O'Hare as Grupert. Keenan Thompson as Mr. Brickleball. That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> Sam Loving Nino. I probably said that wrong, but as Ozzy. Ramon Hamilton as Axel. Angela Lansbury as Mayor McGurkle, Scarlett Estevez as Izzy, and of course Pharrell Williams as the narrator.
1: Some pretty good, good people in the cast. I yeah, can't, I can't say no to that. Mm-hmm. Got some it, good voices.
3: Yeah. yeah, and I think Benedict Cumberbatch did a good
1: job. Yeah, um, it would have been interesting for the Grinch to have a British accent. Yeah, but whatever.
3: It's it is it's funny because I. I think when I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Boris Karloff was British, and yeah. it's really interesting that he didn't sound British when he played the Grinch. And because I was reading about it, and they said that this is the second time a British person has played the Grinch, uh. Uh. but I guess they wanted Benedict Cumberbatch to speak in this British accent, and he said no because he thought if every other character is American. Why would the Grinch sound British?
2: Ah, good point. Because he's
1: a different species.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Angela Lansbury... Angela
3: Lansbury is not American, but it's
1: fine.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Whatever, Benedict.
3: Um, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that was his thing. I mean, I gotta hand it to him. You know, they hired him for the name to play... I mean, really. Yeah. They hired him for the name, and... Then they were like, we want you to use your voice because your voice is famous. And he said, no, I'm going to use the voice that I think's right for the character. So, I mean, you really got to hand it to him. Yeah, yeah.
1: Props to him for that, because I'd yeah. much rather have that be the deciding factor. Yeah. All I, the time.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think it's nice that he was like, no, Yeah. no, I'm not going to use my Sherlock voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> like Doctor Strange voice. Right. You know? I'm going to use a voice that sounds more like the Grinch. And yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, he sounds like a bored American. But, I mean, that's pro- probably what the Grinch would sound like. Closest. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: No, I won't. I will not. I am not going to Whoville during...
0: Uh, Christmas! Uh,
1: but we can all agree, probably, that the original had the best voice. I think yeah. that's just what the Grinch sounds like to me. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. So, yeah. All right. I think so, that'll about do it.
2: Yeah, it does. Uh, the drink of the week. That's right. It's a lovely green drink with a hint of red. It is the <laughs> seasick crocodile.
3: It pairs well with a sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich.
1: Uh, with arsenic sauce, too. Yum. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So we go check it. that out. <laughs> yes, good job. We did
1: the thing. <laughs> so yeah, go check that out on our Patreon page, mm-hmm. BlackCasedDiaries.com as well. Um, Patreon.com slash Diaries is what I meant to say first. But then I, we came into BlackCasedDiaries.com, which is another place that you can go to see all of our stuff, listen to all our old episodes, check out the blog posts, you know, all that cool stuff that we put a lot of work into and yeah. whatever. But you can also follow us on Instagram at Black Case Diaries podcast and on Twitter at Black Case Diary. Which which Grinch movie is your favorite? Tell us. Tweet at us. We want to know.
0: We
3: won't yell at you if you think it's the 2018 Grinch. That's fine. That's
1: fine. Yeah. That's totally fine. Yeah. Tell us why. I want to know why people like it.
0: Yeah. Because tell I us
3: how wrong figure we are.
1: It out. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd find. I would love to hear from you guys. Um, we would all love to hear from you guys yes. about what what movie you prefer. Um, but thank you so much for listening today. Thank you guys for being here. We appreciate it.
3: It was such a long drive for me. I it, know. I know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> in this lovely green Grinch-like room. The tonight. Grinchy room, the, the
1: the 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 studio that we have now. <laughs> There's actually there is a lot of green in here. Now that I think about it.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. My favorite color.
1: Yeah. It's a it is a good color. It's a winner. So thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.
0: Bye. 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 He puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more.